We shouldn't tell the audience that it's uh, five in the morning is when we record these things. Yeah. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Hello, everybody. My name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is Blue Men Group. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Devin Welsh and Abigail Fiscus. How are Hi. you both? Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Good. Thank you. That is so great. I'm so intrigued to, to know more, but we don't have much time <laughs> to get into any sort of feelings that you may have about uh, reality at this moment. But I would like to... Get into some history right off the bat. Oh, with yes. This Week this in History. Rock singer Janis Joplin is found dead of an accidental heroin overdose in her Hollywood hotel room. Joplin, a music icon for the 60s counterculture, was 27 years old. Today in History, October 4th, Camille Bohannon, The Associated Press. Thank you, Camille. Wow. Wow. She looks like she's 40, and I thought she was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's... Uh, Janice? Part of, uh, part of the oh. 27 Club. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. A club of people that have died. At 27. Oh, no, you're not. That's at 27 years old. That's crazy. I hate her voice. She it's a very particular voice. It's gravelly. She's so gravelly. Low register, I guess. It's like a rock through a cheese grater. (laughs) Big artist in the 60s um, hasn't stuck around as much as others. Yeah, she's I don't think she's necessarily cool. These not days, gonna see the her kids. in a holographic concert. That's for no, sure. Exactly, you're Definitely not going to see that. Wasn't hol- good. Hologram, Janice Joplin. Is she related to Scott Joplin, the the famous uh, entertainer? Are you familiar with uh, I think that that's song? Her father, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How about that? From a family From of time to uh, to psychedelic rock. Yeah. The family that really did it all. Janice, Janice Joplin, Joplin was black. Uh, apparently, I'm not Scott, sure about that, but Scott you gotta Joplin, look this up. Yeah, is Scott Joplin is? Seems We're not to be sure a, whether Scott Joplin was black or white. He's a black man. Janice Scott Joplin, Joplin is a, Scott Joplin is black. Yes, but he's famous for so the maple leaf rag. Janice Joplin must be in in a sense then as well. Yeah. Okay, they would say that if Janice Joplin was his daughter, that would be. I don't, okay. I don't, I, I, we could look it up, but I, <laughs> Janice I think Joplin is up. not black. I She's think, not half black. I, She's, I'm not sure, but yeah, either Scott way. Jo- Scott Joplin is a, is a, uh, black man. Janice Joplin is not. And he was a pianist, whereas she was a singer. A singer. Yes. Um, Thank you, Devin. 
That is a good point. Which they would have uh, been complimentary, actually. Have him playing the piano and her singing over top of that. That would have been like the great. entertainer, the but with a bit of bluesy mm-hmm. vocals. Yes. You can't save that voice. The job. Well, <laughs> well certainly the... not after her uh, untimely death, that's for sure. That's true. Heroin at 27. Bad time to be taking heroin. Here's a, here's a, here's an idea. Don't do it. Don't start in the first. I think that'd place. be a good time to take heroin. Now That's is probably... a bad time to take heroin. Yeah, yeah. It's Depends the best on how strong your death wish is, I guess. Like if it's very strong, then at 27 you should be shooting up heroin. Yes. Uh, it did. It, 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 well, no. There's a whole club you say of people who decide to peace out at 27. Just well, say, besides Kurt Cobain. Um, I he think. Died? I think uh, Jim Morrison died at the age of 27. Uh, and River 27. Phoenix? River Phoenix was younger. I think he was in his early 20s. Um, perhaps Jimi Hendrix as well died at 27. He looked like he was 42. How they old was all Nixon? very old. How old, was Richard, how old was Richard Nixon when he died? Was he 27? I think he was either 27 or 28. Unsure yeah. exactly. Uh, I could look it up. Uh, but I have chosen... I thought he was still alive, too. <laughs> not to. Um, no, he was actually, uh, I have to do some quick mental math, 81 when he died. I was way oh, okay. off, completely off, similar to, uh, <laughs> thinking that Scott Joplin was, uh, Janis Joplin's father, but that's okay. That's why we do history, because we're learning things. These are new wrinkles inside of our brain that yeah. we did not have otherwise. So mm-hmm. thank you for shooting up heroin and uh, singing those horrible fanciful songs tunes. <laughs> that nobody um, liked. <laughs> Janice, thanks. Can I call you Janice? Janice, rest in peace. No offense. No offense. That was this week <laughs> in history. Ooh. All right, so... Next up, we have to check out what's in the news. Uh, Dev, what is in the news? Oh, right. That's um, what Devin always says. Yeah, I say what is in the news. Um, yeah, I like and that. And you also say what's in the news. Maybe, yeah. Can you give us the tagline? Uh, well, we got a tagline right here. Headline. Oh, no. the ta- <laughs> I mean, say what's in the news. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. What's in the news? Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I didn't... I thought headline, tag... I. It's written into the contract that we have... The, we have to say the, this. We have the, the kind of brandable yes. Ron Ecstasy delivery of what's in the news. So that's... I know. There's... Yeah. Okay, so uh, headline right here, though. Clown shortage. Appeal for new recruits in Northern Ireland. Ireland, excuse me, Northern Ireland. That's right, there's a clown shortage. Uh, This song, uh, excuse me, not this song. This article (laughs) is uh, (laughs) potentially about John Biedren. Because he's a short clown. But... um, (laughs) But okay, so to set the stage, though, you know, we've got this, um, we've got this whole supply chain issue worldwide, right? We've yes, got, yes, um, yes. 
you know, a lot of things we're, we're running out of. We see empty shelves. We see uh, we see long lines at the queues for petrol and other uh, such mm-hmm. things. Yes. And um, this goes to show that, you know, clowns uh, and the supply of clowns, the flow of clowns around the world is actually being I- impeded right now. Yes, it, it's it's a supply chain issue. It's right. And uh, we got a quote here. There's a lot more to being a clown than just putting on a big red nose and a big baggy pair of pants. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Abby knows. Uh, that's according to David Duffy, co-owner of Duffy Circus, who is appealing for people from Northern Ireland to become clowns. So the COVID-19 pandemic has caused, caused a shortage of the performers as many returned to their home countries when the first lockdown came into force early 2020. I like don't know how to read right now. I'm completely unraveled. Uh, Maybe you should just become a clown, dude. I know. I feel, so I feel bad for, for going in on John, I think. With, but with, So when the initial lockdowns happened, when COVID-19, when the fear around COVID-19, this coming crisis, spread around the world, uh, the clowns return to their home countries that was like i guess a global phenomenon yes they they had to in many cases scared them straight so uh the the bbc here asks uh what makes a good clown someone who's willing to make themselves vulnerable says nolene fries neumann uh known professionally as silly tilly uh seems like a better uh, handle than Nolene Fry's Neumann, but not everybody likes to be laughed at. But for some reason, who is a clown? Your worst nightmare Ever. would be not to be laughed at. Absolutely, I am yeah. Having absolute insane difficulty <laughs> reading this. I'll take over for you, Ron, and Jeez. you can get your give your glasses a, a good spit shine. Yeah, I will um, say being a clown is a very vulnerable experience. Have you I have a feeling this tell is about us me. about it. Tell us about your what? experience. I used to be, I used to throw a clown party where I'd dress up as a sad clown with my friend and I would DJ and play clown music. And I remember having a mental breakdown wow. and staring in the mirror and I Great was clown. like trying to smile. And every time I smiled, I looked more sad. And I had oh. this like crazy, like, wow. what's the word? Where like cognitive dissonance or something mm-hmm. where I just yeah. like flipped out and I like, it's intense wow. to be wow. a clown. Yeah, I think I everyone's just, laughing at you. I just had that moment. <laughs> I, 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 when I started saying clown over and over again, I got inside my head and I'm like, and this the is, music's so crazy. You, man. You're I'm the, the clown. clown. You're the clown. <laughs> but these clowns are essential workers in their own way, I guess you could say. Um, yep. The difficulty of the job, the sacrifices. Um, During lockdown, Mrs. Fry's Neumann, the article continues, and her husband Henrik, who is also a clown known as Jarl, set up a big top circus tent in their garden, allowing them to continue to rehearse and perform. Hmm. So the the lockdown did not stop this clown couple from doing what they love. Mm -hmm. The couple first met at an international clown festival before having a clown-themed wedding in 2017. But lockdown was hard for Mr. Duffy, and his Mm -hmm. circus has been closed for more than 500 days. It will soon be able to tour in Northern Ireland again following changes to COVID-19 restrictions. Mm. Wow. I can only imagine what it was like to do COVID with that guy, Jarl. 
the clown. If you yeah. have a clown wedding, does that mean your love is a joke? Yes. Uh, hey. I think most weddings are clown weddings, if you ask me. <laughs> is the is the officiant also a clown? Um, He's a juggler. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good a jester maybe. Like, because is the jester not like a higher clown because it has a royal different age, ascent? different time period? Okay, fair enough. I don't know. So, I don't know the history of clown like you. Abby. But here's the crisis. It's okay. Here's the crisis. Let me let, let's get to the, please, the kind of please, the nut don't. of the issue here. Because yes. all the circuses <laughs> in Europe and in England have been up and operational for the past six months. Yeah. So they're back up and running. The yep. the, the weird music is playing. Um, yep. The honking. That <laughs> that huge pool of EU artists um, that hitherto were in Northern Ireland, they're already back to work. And yep. uh, up until last week. Uh, we haven't been able to even get visas issued oh for non-EU artists and entertainers, Mr. Duffy said. Bureaucracy all, added again. Yeah, it's the border issue. These poor issue, artists. The border issue. That's why we're trying to reach out for any of our folks at home who feel they can give it a go. So it's Just kind of get like, out there. Yeah, it's kind of like war, do war circumstances in a way. It's like the borders are closed. You know, it's like we can't import anything. We need to like yep. grow our clowns here at home. Yep, homegrown clowns. They've been relying too much on uh, clowns born in other countries. There's, we know like France has a great clown uh, system that, that sends them all across the world. And now, yeah, I guess if you're in Belfast, if you're if you're listening right now in Northern Ireland, the six counties, uh, please start clowning around. There is a shortage. You need to be yeah. out there. Silly Tilly and Yarl are out there on their own. If you're uh, looking the for not just, not just a job, but a career, this may yep. be the opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a tricky business. But luckily... According to Mr. Duffy, in order to be a clown, he says you have to be really, really adaptable and be able to okay. think on your feet. Um, he goes on to illustrate it by saying, when you go into the circus ring and you've got 700 to 800 people looking at you, no matter what sort of mood you're in, you have to light up that circus ring. A clown can actually be the loneliest place, uh, mm. to Abby's point, because you're yep. in there on your own and you have to be able to read your audience in a short couple of minutes, you have to be able to get a rapport going with them and interact and feed off them. Mm -hmm. You got to be fucked up. So, Abby, you seem to have a different opinion on this, that you don't necessarily believe that people in Northern Ireland should be clowning around. Is that correct? I, I think that if you're fucked up, mm -hmm. if you're like crazy, you should be a clown. Okay. I couldn't handle it. It was too much for me. Like... You have to like turn yourself into like this laughable monster Oof. and you have to play the part. And if you can play the part, then do it. But that's the way I felt when I started reading this story. I was like, I'm a laughable monster. People are laughing <laughs> at me right now. That's why I can't read. You're an illiterate monster and a laughable monster. Oh, thanks, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, the, so, I mean. With the issue of clowns, yeah, what's, do we have a final, a final thought on this subject, well, this important Dev, subject? Dev, I'm on your side. I think if you're in Northern Ireland, you need to get outside and start clowning around. Like, the time is now. And, and, and as uh, he said, Mr. Duffy said, um, you know, even even if it's something new to you, you just got to get out there. I don't think he said that actually. He, well, what did he say? <laughs> he, he said uh, he should have said, said that. 
Yeah, yeah, he should have. He he just said uh, for for the folks at home who feel they can give it a go. I said it more precisely. But yeah, he, he I say try it so that you appreciate your own life more. Uh, there you right. go. That Fair enough. that's great. I like that. That's that's perfect. But Abby, there's a, a more horrifying story uh, that you uh, you have uh, at your desk there. Would you well, like yes, to Evan. frighten us with it? Yes, I would. Inside the mutant double muscle pigs and cows being bred toward off bacon and beef shortages. So more more shortage updates. Yeah. Everything more shortages. There's shortages of everything and the the solution to that shortage could be a beautiful thing. You could it could lead someone to become a clown and and maybe it's perfect for them. Maybe it could be a nightmare. They become a clown and they go insane never to recover. And mm -hmm. in this case, it's unambiguously frightening the solution to this shortage. They're literally creating monsters where you train <laughs> yourself into the monster and in this scenario they're creating the monster. Exactly. That's yeah. Totally Monsters it. are being created left and right by the shortages. Inside and outside. It's insane. So get this. Mutant double muscle pigs and cows <laughs> are being bred to potentially help ward off beef and pork shortages. Shocking images of the supersized farm animals have emerged as scientists reveal selective breeding and genetic mutation behind the monstrous muscles. Uh, it's it's fucked up, dude. It what's is. going on over here? <laughs> it is very fucked up. I love it. So Let me you... say, only in Belgium. Only in Belgium. Yes. So, you, uh, faithful listener, uh, if you were to look up mutant double muscle pigs on Google.com, you would, and go to the images section, you will see what we are dealing with here. Something truly frightening. <laughs> it's um, actually sexy. Yeah. So... These are like the, the cows and pigs that are in like furry porn. Yeah, uh, yeah. No it idea what be, that could yeah. be, but yeah, I. Uh, there is definitely a I'm... sexuality to them that is lacking in regular livestock. I think. He's yeah. an extremely strong cow. They're Look at his balls. Very, very strong. I, I will say that uh, a tie-in to the Ron Ecstasy News Network, uh, we've gone very deep, uh, just pr proverbially speaking, uh, on Belgian blue cows. Uh, we've looked up many, many pictures, many, many videos of these uh, uh, very extremely muscular, uh, masculine cows. Kind of, they're yeah, very masculine. Like a ripped bodybuilder flexing, you know, at at full flex on stage with the oil covering. Yep. That's Is that a udder or a penis? Um, so we're looking at a photo right now. <laughs> I should give some context. <laughs> Uh, that's not something in the studio that has nothing to do with what's going on in the studio. But this is uh, we're looking at a photo of a Belgian blue cow. Um, I don't know if that is a very big boy. I'll continue uh, just yeah. sort of peppering. Yeah, please. Uh, Thank you. Peppering Thank the you, conversation Devin. with facts. <laughs> a Belgian breed of cattle called the Belgian blues have a naturally occurring mutation called double muscling, which turns mm -hmm. them into beefcakes. The article editorializes and the breed's bodybuilder profile certainly comes at a high price as they often suffer a slew of serious health problems mm. pregnancies uh -huh. are very difficult and the baby animals always almost always require c-sections to deliver their babies mm. once the calves are Ouch. born they have a number of 
birth defects, potentially, including enlarged tongues, which can make it difficult for them to nurse. And kiss. Wow. And kiss and whatever else. And so this is, um, I don't agree with this. I, I, have to, I have to interject and say that I, I disapprove. So I, I, uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm, I'm being paid lots of money by the uh, Belgian Blue um, Breeders Association of Belgium. Headquartered in Antwerp, uh, Whoa. they, I don't know. I mean, they're the, uh, wait, so these are, these are beef cows, obviously not milk cows. So do you how, want them strong like this? How many steaks are in there? Yeah. That's what yeah. I wonder. Yeah. So the article, uh, has a pithy quote from mm. one of the millions of YouTube viewers to have seen the muscles from Brussels breed, <laughs> uh, the quote is insane dot 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 pathetic what they did to the these poor creatures so that was um, devin that that was devin posting i wrote uh, i wrote a comment and i said this is utterly ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> um one one other person replied this is a belgian breed of cattle that looks like this because of a genetic mutation that results in increased muscle mass that that's exactly that's like the fourth grade. What's going like on? Yeah. Writing project on it. Uh, another so, uh, another commentator yeah. says, "So stop this steroid and animal cruelty nonsense." Yeah, that was um, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so although it is natural, I guess the way the mutation has been perpetuated is not, says PETA, which stands for the, the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. It's an organization that's surely to become more popular over the next few years. Uh, <laughs> the meat industry selectively breeds animals who exhibit this mutation to produce bigger animals and therefore more meat. Likewise, footage has emerged showing pigs that look like they've been gorging on steroids and pumping iron in the gym, which is physically impossible for pigs, so that's not true. They're probably actually on steroids, though. They have a right. Jap Japanese manga furry thing that's these Similar? animals. Really? In like sumo outfits. Hmm. Oh, wow. I would like to see some of these animals in outfits. That would be nice. Just go on DeviantArt. It's true. So um, the article goes on to talk a little bit about Jin Soo Kim, a molecular biologist at Seoul National University who's leading this work. Yep, I um, I, know, I know him. Yeah, I've been trying to get in touch. That, I've been trying to get in touch with him, but he hasn't been returning. Yeah, he hasn't been returning date. our emails. Yeah, you dated well, maybe you could send him a Jones? message. Not on the best terms. Maybe that's why he's not okay. right. Okay, but anyway, he proposes that by altering the genes, you can quickly create the perfect pig for slaughter. It's like this guy's in a rush, you know. <laughs> we can quickly create the perfect yeah. pig. It's like imagine this guy to no dinner. Time. Slow yeah, exactly. down. <laughs> He's like, I'll have ribs and I want them fast. Yeah, I want them now. And it's like, okay, we'll we'll get it to you. Jesus Christ. But anyway, he's in a rush. He's in a hurry. He's late. And he said, we could do this through breeding, but then it would take decades. It's like, dude, you have decades. Yeah. What What do you like? Slow down. Years of crossbreeding has created the enormous Belgian blue cattle, but Kim's team have bypassed this method. And what? created the bulked up pigs by tinkering with a, quote, myostatin gene. Mm. This gene usually keeps the growth of muscle cells in check. But when that gene is altered, this does not happen. 
and therefore mm. the pig begins growing more than twice its normal size. So far, Kim and his colleagues have yielded more than 30 piglets. Whoa. He's probably so proud to see his muscular boys growing up. This is the beginning yes. of a movie. Yeah. I'm like it's the Planet end of, of the, the Apes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Planet of the Muscle Pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, any, but anyway, uh, not to worry. You don't need to spit out that bite you just uh, put in your mouth. Presently, no country allows its people to eat the genetically modified products. So. Oh, well, good. Good, good. Just give it time. Don't worry. Two Consumers years. Let's are see still what happens. Safe. Yeah. 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 Well, that is uh, disturbing and beautiful at the same time. I encourage you to look up uh, just in Google muscular pig. I'm sure you'll find it or Belgian blue and you're, you're going to find some absolutely beautiful photos of uh, cows that are very muscular that you should print off and put in your locker door at high school. <laughs> um, okay, I will. Listen, we got a headline here. I'm gonna take th- I'm gonna take this headline right off Devin's desk. Oh wow! Uh, uh, we, okay. No, we we can share it. We can share it. Abby, if you want to jump into, you can read yeah, part of it. Yeah, Devin's too. really been picking up the pieces this episode. Yeah, like. thank you, Devin. <laughs> I've uh, created a mess. So uh, we got a headline here. A museum says they gave an artist eighty four thousand dollars in cash to use an artwork. He delivered blank canvases entitled them <laughs> take the money and run Ooh. now how about this unique art idea i've never heard anything such of the this sort uh it would be interesting to know if anyone has ever done this before but i have a feeling this is a extremely unique idea only only in denmark only so this is the, the sort of thing yeah. that you know it's kind of you know it's sort of you see in modern art these days kind of uh sort of playing with the uh playing with the the concept really like putting a twist on it saying hmm maybe i won't give you anything and there you go i'll just take the money and that Mm. in itself will be the artwork Mm. so it's so stupid yeah um well, let's see how stupid it is. Yeah. A, a Danish artist was given $84,000 by a museum to use in a work of art. When he delivered the piece he was supposed to make, it was not as promised. Instead, the artist Jens Hanning gave the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark, two blank canvases and said they were titled, Take the Money and Run. So Asshole. yeah, complete. And that's he what probably he did, forgot. Folks. He probably forgot about it. Artists. All right. Let me tell you about artists. They forget things because they're, they're mm-hmm. always busy making other things. And what a they genius do, like, way. Jacking off. Yeah. Jacking what a off. genius way to, to get over the fact that you didn't do your homework then by saying, Hey, this is, that's the whole idea. The fact that yeah. I didn't do what you asked me to do. Yeah. Okay. So We've only read one paragraph of the, like, essentially two sentences of the article. But this is what happened. Jens Hanning, he's probably like 21, and then he woke up in his dirty Denmark apartment mm-hmm. with his dirty Danish roommates yeah, and, and got a call, phone call. He looked up the phone number on Google, and it said... Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark. And he was like, oh, shit. 
I forgot O-M-G. to do the art. And then his friends were like, well, you've got some other art you can probably give to them. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I got an idea. I got an idea. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. He has four roommates. He told each <laughs> one to sit down individually. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I'm going to turn in two blank canvases and say that they're titled, take the money and run. <laughs> and then they all high-fived. Yeah. And then there you go. Now he's getting so, even more art press, which is all you need if you want to be an artist. Uh, he's getting way is, more art press. It's like this that is, banana with the duct tape. Yeah, exactly. Mm, I love that piece. I love that. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it disgusts it me. So I hate much. art. <laughs> This is Hanning's little game. He was asked to recreate two of his previous works, 2010's, quote, an average Danish annual income and, quote, an average Austrian annual income first exhibited in 2007. Both used actual cash to show the average incomes of the two countries, according to a news release from the artist. In addition to compensation for the work, Hanning was also given banknotes to use in the work. Museum director Lassa Andersen told CBS News via email. Get the out of here, Hanning. stated the museum would give Hanning an additional 6,000 euros to update the work if needed, Andersen said. At the time the works were initially exhibited, the Danish piece highlighted the average income of 328,000 kroner, approximately mm. 37,800, while the average Austrian salary illustrated was around 25,000 euro or 29,000. So Austria, hmm, a little bit lagging behind. To our Austrian listeners, maybe you should try to do something about that. Catch up to the Danish. Yes, which we do have many Austrian listeners, just letting you know. We, we, we said it on a previous episode that we're basically an Austrian podcast. This guy's a fucking parasite. I hate him. <laughs> well, um, that's the... Look at him, the, too. That's the funny thing about these modern artists, you know, like with someone like Andy Warhol, it's like, is he, is he pulling our leg guys or <laughs> what's going on? And you Andy never really Warhol know. made some fashionable stuff. This guy's a fucking asshole. I'm unfamiliar with the name. Um, Doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it goes on to say that, yeah, he kind of just ripped off this museum and um, that's about all there is to say about it really. Wow. Very talented. It will be artist. Hunning's last official last uh, work of art that is supported oh. uh, by the museum. Uh, I yeah. Presume, yeah, I presume, um, but we don't really know. When he finally saw "Take the Money and Run," Anderson said he actually laughed. Jens is known for his conceptual and activistic <laughs> art with a humoristic touch. And he gave us that, but also a bit of a wake-up call. As everyone knows, everyone now wonders where did the money go. He said, according wow. to Hunning's press release, uh, by changing the title of the work to take the money and run, <laughs> Hunning, quote, questions artists' rights and their working conditions in order to establish uh, more equitable norms within the uh, art industry. Got it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that part, actually. The artwork, um, he says, everyone would like to have more money. And in our society, work industries are valued differently. The artwork is essentially about the working conditions of artists. It is a statement saying that we also have the responsibility of questioning the structures that we are part of. And if these structures are completely unreasonable, we must break with them. It can be your marriage, your work. It can be any type of societal structure. Okay. Thank you. Get a fucking job, dude. <laughs> I Thank guess you, I'm going to commit. 
I'm going to commit murder then. I'm going to disobey the oh. societal structure that prevents you said that. me from what, one, one aspect of this that I really think is uh, kind of a bit sad but also a bit funny is uh, you can now take uh, maximum advantage of the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark. Uh, they they essentially will give you lots of money and you don't have to do shit for them. Yeah. They're um, the biggest patsies on earth. Exactly. I was supposed to MC an event at the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark last night, but I didn't even mm-hmm. show up. The uh, $16,000 <laughs> check has <laughs> arrived though. So thank you very much. Uh, Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Aalborg, Denmark. You ruse. Rube. Rube, you rube, I mean. <laughs> What's the Detroit art grant? Like, like throws out money at people? Uh, Hatch? No, like the art one. Oh, nice. Kresge. Kresge. The Kresge. Yeah. Let's start. I've heard a couple of people pulling one of these. Oh, I know. Oh, really? The... We should start I'm an a artist. Movement. Oh, yeah. I'm a an movement artist. of take the money and run. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll take to do the things. money and run to the cocaine dealer. Yeah. I don't yeah, like we'll that, agree though. to do things and then we'll take the money and run. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever and you agree art. to do, get paid in advance and then run away. And you're run run away. I'll make a DJ mix. That's forty five minutes of silence. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. That's a great yes, idea. baby. All right. Well, uh, everybody, that was what's in the news. Very important news that we uh uh, covered there but uh unfortunately um we have to cover some darker news here well but first uh let me just uh, couch this by saying that because we missed last week we didn't uh we yes. didn't provide a full episode yes. last week we're gonna do two uh, of the week sections to make up for that yes that's so that's... this is the first of two absolutely correct thank you uh devon thank you devon for emceeing that section of the show <laughs> it's essential yeah that was great um dev if you could could you uh cue up taps a, absolutely uh, very famous military song um listen uh i want to tell everybody about something uh that i saw last <laughs> week what did you see mind you <laughs> This uh, segment, by the way, is called The Petty Petty Officer Officer of the Week. So, uh, what did I see? All right, Dev, listen. Uh, Abby, you you can listen as well if you would like. Uh, I was driving (laughs) down Woodward Avenue, okay? This is the main drag. If you could pull up a Google map of Detroit metro area, you will see that Woodward Avenue goes right through it. It's the main drag. I was at Woodward and 14 Mile. I saw the largest American flag I've ever seen in my life. And it was draped off of a Berkeley, Michigan fire department's ladder. They had that a ladder erected upwards of 30 to 40 feet in the air, draping a massive American flag. Coming towards me on the other side, driving north, was many I will say four uh, state <laughs> troopers with their lights on behind them. I would say 16 to 18 men on motorcycles with flags, American flags. And behind them, a hearse. Oh, okay. What? So, I wasn't expecting that. 
What the? So right down the main, the main nerve of Detroit, Michigan was That's this. That's correct. This yep. caravan, this patriotic caravan. Yes, extremely patriotic. So what was this? I asked for about an hour and a half. And then I just looked up online and I found exactly what it was. And it is the Petty Officer of the Week. Uh, Sailor Rice, Petty Officer Third Class Irvin Franklin Rice, was a radio man third class on the USS Oklahoma. Now, history buffs would know that that was the boat that got bombed uh, at at, uh, Pearl Harbor, which was a movie. Uh, On December 7th, 1941, uh, so it capsized... Rice was reported missing in action, lost at sea, or and then ultimately declared dead. His remains were eventually recovered from the vessel. However, they couldn't identify it at the time, and they were buried as unknown remains at the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, so, r- yes, please. So just want to say, just add one little uh, detail of color here. If you're familiar with the unknown soldier, uh, this is kind of, you know, he was part of the unknown soldier phenomenon. The whole idea of a soldier died in battle. We couldn't identify him. He's unknown, but we still support him. And we we understand the sacrifices that he or she may have made. Yep. Um, Which, uh, yeah, I mean, it... uh seems as though that may be something that's uh, on the outs. So, uh, but well, but we'll, we'll we'll see why. We'll see why. We'll we'll, um, we'll see why there. Yeah, exactly. So he was. Uh, uh, so hold on. Here we go. On July twenty third, twenty twenty one. That was this mm-hmm. past summer. The mm-hmm. Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency DPAA announced that Navy radio man, third class Irvin F. Rice, 22. Only 22. Of Detroit, Michigan, was killed during World War II. Was accounted for on June 5th, 2020. So they were apparently holding on to that information for a year and one month. So They walked the remains here from Hawaii. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Uh he dies in the uh, he dies in the in the Pearl Harbor disaster. Uh, he's an unknown soldier for many yep. decades. Yeah, and then his DNA is identified, uh, or, or we haven't gotten there yet. But he's identified. Let's just yeah, say yeah. that. Forget the so, DNA part. Yeah, thanks to scientists, what, they yeah, uh, right. in advanced forensic techniques, his remains were able to be identified, and he's going to be brought back home to his to his uh, home state for a beautiful farewell ceremony. And that was what you ran And I was there. Inadvertently. I was there but, driving the other way by accident. Uh, a I wasn't late. Yeah, I was, I, I, I didn't try, I wasn't trying to be a part of it. Um, but so. And the funeral is a little late. Like. The funeral procession will be coming through between 1.45 p.m. and 2 p.m. So the fact that you were to see it was very uh, fortuitous. I yeah, think. I had a 15-minute window, and I just happened to fit yeah. the car that I was in to be in that area at that specific time, uh, unbeknownst to myself. And so Petty Officer Rice was awarded the following. World yeah. War II Victory Medal, Purple Boom. Heart. Combat Boom. Action Ribbon, American Boom. Campaign Medal, Boom. Navy Presidential Unit Citation, Navy Good Boom. Conduct Medal, Asiatic Boom. Pacific Campaign Medal, Boom. and the Navy Expeditionary Medal. 
Oh shit. So he's, they uh, covered him they covered him with awards, but then here's what I'm saying is that he dies. He's called yeah. Navy Radio Man Third Class Irvin F. Rice. Yeah. Don't you want to upgrade him to first class? First, exactly. Come on. Celebrate. What's him. wrong with being third class? Good I mean point. nothing. Good point. But good I mean, point. Good you know, point. Yeah. Don't, well don't doesn't uh, he go to first when he gets all those awards? Once you get the Navy Good Conduct Medal, come on. Yeah, I I think they uh they actually buried him eight feet in the ground because uh the 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 metals were too heavy on his chest <laughs> that they got to be honest I don't think they found his full body so uh, rest in peace my good petty officer uh, petty officer he was very concerned he would always be like sharing gossip and that kind of stuff yeah he was all about the drama yeah pettiest of officers he was twenty two of course he was I know yeah. right. So young. Yeah, he could have been an artist if he was born in uh, the 70s or 80s. Could have been a something. clown. And yeah. he he sadly couldn't spread the 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 hottest goss of the day, which was the United States is entering the Second World War. Yeah, exactly. Did you know I was watching a movie called 9/11: The New Pearl Harbor, hmm. mm-hmm. insinuating that Pearl Harbor was the same as 9/11, which was staged, according yeah. to them. Oh, you guys, yeah. have you guys heard this? That they've they've staged Pearl Harbor to get us into the, the war. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I I've seen some reports. Uh. They they listen. They there was a, the war was already going on. Uh. Mm-hmm. The rest of the world was at it. They just mm-hmm. wanted to get and America if we didn't in get, there. If we didn't get in at the right time, we were gonna miss out on the spoils in Europe. All right. Yes. So we gotta do what we gotta do. We gotta yeah. give the people something to chew on. Okay. It would have been amazing to open up like, hundreds of bases in Europe. And they were they were itching for it. I'm reading a massive bio about Douglas MacArthur. Whoa! And years before, he's like gearing up for this fucking war. He want they all wanted it so bad. He's the pettiest. I think it was just like all. I love Douglas MacArthur. I'm re- it's like 800 pages. It's fascinating. Uh, just a reminder: we will be applying for a Mac- MacArthur Genius Grant. Thank you, yeah. Douglas MacArthur. We love you, and we are more than happy to accept the one million dollars uh, for the and run and and run. Can't wait. Is what we'll do. So that was the uh, petty officer of the week. But listen, since we missed last week, we got a little treat for you, and we know you <laughs> love treats. It's the bridge auction of the week. <laughs> wow. Another bridge auction. So this is, yeah, another bridge auction. Now, if you know me, I've got Google alerts set for bridge auction. And that thing wakes me up every single morning because there are more and more bridges being auctioned off. And I am on the vanguard of the bidding process. And this one has caught my eye. Headline, original Winnie the Pooh bridge from Ashdown Forest up for auction. Now, oh my, this this uh, takes place in the UK. So one, I know we're we're increasing our UK listenership, but. Many listeners write in letters every episode. I read them, uh, telling me that um, I'm a bit mean to the UK. But this is further proof that they're just telling us certain places that we don't know about in the rest of the world. 
Ashdown mm-hmm. Forest. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. Mm-hmm. But it's said yeah. like I know. It sounds beautiful. It does. That's the thing. So the so, iconic bridge that became famous as Pooh Stick Bridge, Pooh Sticks, excuse me, Pooh Sticks Bridge, thanks to A.A. A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh books, is now being auctioned off to find a new home. So my question is, my first question is, isn't Winnie the Pooh a, a fictional uh, story? No. Um Okay, it's it's, it's a biographical, it's nonfiction. It's okay, yeah, because I History. was confused. I thought that Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Unusual, I guess that yeah, there yeah. would be a no, talking okay. bear, but uh, that's fine. I know. Case. I thought it was weird when I learned about it too. Um, my other, I don't know if you had multiple questions because no, no, I had it's about a boy with schizophrenia. Who Winnie the Pooh? Christopher Robin. Oh, really? They said he had schizophrenia and he imagined all these talking animals. Hmm. Oh. And had depression. And so A.A. Milne just kind of stole all his ideas and jotted it all down, took the money mm-hmm. and run? Wow. Yeah. A theme. Yeah. So I have a question about this one. It says, this bridge is being auctioned off to find a new home. I, I, I was unaware that you could... Uh, Find a bridge, a new home. We can move it. To where? A new stream. Yeah. Rebuild it somewhere else. But listen, this is what I think is going on, okay? Yeah, please. Uh, The British people voted for Brexit um, a few years ago now, and um, they've had some problems. And I think that this is just, you can see where England is going. You know, they're selling every bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a, hey, I've got a bridge I could sell you, but actually he does have a bridge he can sell you. Yes. And, um, and it's a famous bridge. It actually too. used to be a public bridge, but now he owns it and right. he wants to sell it to you. Yes. Anyway, it's Bridges a Bridges are fascinating. Absolutely. I love them. Yeah. They... I've been to some cool bridges. What's your uh, favorite bridge? Suicide Bridge in Gettysburg, Whoa. Pennsylvania. I Explain. saw a ghost. Is it, is it up for auction? It's so haunted. No. Why is it called Suicide Bridge? Oh, no, I didn't see a ghost there because a bunch of people killed themselves there. There's so much death in Gettysburg and ghosts. But the other one I went to was really cool in right by it was like, what's the state next to New York? Is like Connecticut? It was like on the border near Hudson. That is next to it. Yes. (laughs) Um, I went to the place, the first government recognized UFO sighting. There's a historic landmark at this historic bridge in Connecticut. I know the one. And I I went there by myself. Wait, is, I think it, are you, is, cause I'm thinking of something that was in Massachusetts. Could that be? Massachusetts. Yeah, that's it. That's the the bridge. Also, I'm very tired. Also next. (laughs) Yep. It's right there. Massachusetts UFO bridge. If you Google it, it'll pop up. It's very scary. I went there by myself at like 10 PM at night and I couldn't get out of my car. That is. that's a bad time to go to a bridge, if you ask me. You don't go to a bridge after 10. <laughs> if only we could buy that bridge. I know. I know. All right. So Summer's Place Auctions, who we all know, sponsor of this week's show, mm-hmm. said the bridge originally known as Pausingford Bridge when it was built in Suffolk's Ashdown Forest in 1907 became an iconic setting when Christopher Robin 
the schizophrenic, and Witsy, Witsy the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, used it to invent the game Poo Sticks. Now, I have to, for the censors out there, that is P-O-O-H-S-T-I-C-K-S, um, in Milne's 1928 book, The House on Pooh Corner. Um, and then Christopher right. Robin Milne had the bridge officially renamed uh, by force, actually. He uh, had to throw down using advanced uh, Brazilian Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, uh, mm-hmm. these bridge name people, and then he renamed it uh, Poo Sticks Bridge. Um, Very well done. Yeah, thank you. And then the bridge became a popular tourist destination and was removed in 1999 to make way for a sturdier recreation funded in part by Disney. What? Oh, my God. See, this is... It would be cooler if it broke. Yep. Yeah. And then you leave it broke. Yeah. And then it becomes the new suicide bridge. Exactly. But the original bridge has now been, quote, fully restored and reconstructed using local oak for any missing elements. Uh, hmm. Summer's place auction said in the listing. So uh, yep. we applaud the the choice of reconstructing the bridge. Uh, Love that. As Summer's place uh, always makes good choices. So, well, do you see how much it is? I do. So bidding on Who the bridge opens October 6th, which uh, I will be very eager to uh, bid. I have $81,000. 81000 Let me count. $81,200 I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay, so bidding on the bridge opens October sixth, and the auction house said it is expected to sell for up to eighty one thousand three hundred dollars. You're a hundred short. Fuck. If only there was some museum to give you money to create some artwork. Damn. Yeah, I know. I know. You if only could afford to buy this bridge. I can't yeah. think of any. Perhaps we should. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll 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 figure that out. But, uh, mm-hmm. wow. All right. So a lot of hot bridge auctions out there that I'm 100% keeping an eye on. But before we go, we have to hit up this week's numbers. Uh, or potentially even last week's numbers. <laughs> um, my fault. There was no episode. Sorry. Oh, my oh, God. We, we cratered. We, we cratered, tanked. folks. Oh, my God. We've tanked. We are in heavily. trouble. We are in bad, bad trouble. No. Is it because I posted? No one listened no, 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 to no, it? No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. I've looked back on the numbers. <laughs> Actually, no, no. Yeah. On the surface, it seems troubling, but when yes. you really dig into the numbers, you see s- something really spectacular, actually. Exactly. We had 120 first week listens on Abby's initial episode where everybody learned who Abby was. And we got over the 6,000 all time download hump. Mm-hmm. We are at 6,166 all-time downloads. So, dare I say, dare I, dare I admit to the listener Please. that episode 47, our last full episode, was actually one of the most listened-to episodes in recent uh, memory. Uh, yeah. 
uh, recent memory is right. Three first month listens, which, uh, if not breaks, at least comes close to the record. Yeah. Thank guys. Thank God you guys hired me to find the right host for you. Yeah, Abby. I think I yeah. Did a pretty good job. Yeah, I was gonna say you hired yourself, but uh, we're more than happy to have you along for the ride. Uh, the name of the podcast is a bit confusing. Uh, it's called Blue Men Group, so. Abby is one of the one of the guys right but now, but men um, is not a gendered it, no, no, term no. in our title. No, 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 not at all. So I've got the geography stats right here. Uh, once again, Austria doing extremely well in third place. Uh, haven't cracked ten percent of the listenership. It's a it's a battle between Canada and the United States. Fifty six percent of our listens are coming from Canada. Let's round that up to fifty seven. And mm-hmm. uh, 28% of Canadian, uh, of all of Canada is listening to our podcast. <laughs> so that's, uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, 8% of Argentina. Austria, 3%. Yeah. I Argentina, think we've got a listener coming in. Yeah, I think we're. My coworker is from there. Maybe it's her. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, then also, uh, um, United Kingdom, even, even though I uh, really go in on them. Um, almost 3% of our listens. So that's great. Yeah. I now, think the UK has dropped a little bit and Austria has risen a little bit. I did notice that. The UK dropped a lot, I think. So um, apologies to everyone <laughs> on the inbred island, but we will be <laughs> back next week. With I love England. Yeah, me too. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we're up 42% uh, versus last week, so it's a cause for celebration, despite my initial uh, panic. Yep. Um, we bought the dip, and we're going back up, folks. Let's do it. Let's let's go do it, as I just said. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Enjoy your week, uh, and bye. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. Bye.